cool tiny house village opens with electricity to care for Seattle homeless. And this was on the Good, good, good News Network. Uh, I only found this because a friend posted this. And uh, it'd be cool if we can do something similar here in the Bay Area because we certainly have – there's a lot of homeless folks here. And especially with the Super Bowl coming, there's going to be a big protest uh, the first Wednesday of the month uh, around 5 p.m., location to be determined. Uh, the mayor wanted to get rid of homeless folks in preparation for the Super Bowl, which has not been a good deal for the city because we're not making any money. The people who are making the money off are like the big – investors and it's going to kind of disrupt downtown and we don't even have a football team they play play in santa clara so that's that's a very that's my very terse uh rant on the super bowl which is coming up and part of me doesn't want to be here at all in the city while that's happening there's going to be a protest though so that's that's good to know however some positive news some good things that are happening in seattle uh a little village of tiny houses for the homeless is taking shape on a plot of land owned by a Lutheran church in Seattle, Washington. Volunteers gathered over the weekend to build the 14 homes. Each one is insulated and has electricity and oil heat. More importantly, a central building houses uh, restrooms and running water with showers and being with showers being insulated soon. Uh, Lutheran Church of the Good Shepherd put up the land for the village, the first of its kind in Seattle. Each house cost about $2,200 to build, and residents will pay $90 a month for utilities. They will serve as a model for more tiny house villages and uh, as an alternative to uh, Nicholsville, an organized homeless camp in the city. The houses will provide temporary housing until occupants can be housed in permanent homes. The difference is you have electricity and a lock on the door, church member Steve Tucker told KIRO News. The village's first residents start moving in later this week. And they have a video here, and we've posted it on the, the Facebook Weekly Review page. So that's a positive story. Now, uh, it's, again, uh, I'm just going to kind of get get through this so this is uh, uh an acquaintance or a friend of a friend uh emmett rugburn posted this on on facebook uh after our, fr our friend Bryn passed and this is kind of a, a rant which i feel was i agree with it all and the fact that that they were able to kind of word it this way uh and i'm gonna going to to share it it's been going around uh the facebook feed so here we go uh, hey, straight people, uh, please read this. <laughs> I know I don't regularly address posts uh, specifically to you on here, but I'm tired and need your help. I'm wondering what you're doing every single day to help keep trans and queer people alive. Brooklyn Queers lost a great light, a trans femme, this week to suicide. She was an amazing performer, writer, and general dynamic. She is not the first person we have lost this year, and I'm hoping she will be the last, but I'm doubtful. The thing is, queers are used to mourning like this. It happens every year, multiple times a year, that we lose someone dear. Overwhelmingly, most of the losses are people who, have t who, have, who take their own lives. And our reactions to their broken hearts are this. We say, I love you, you're important to me, please stay, to the ones who are still alive. We hold on to each other as best we can. And we think if we can just wrap our arms a little more tightly that we can slow the machine and that our dearest <coughs> and that our dearest loves 
will stick around. And it probably helps a little bit, but then we lose another person and we start the cycle again. Truthfully, it is not enough. We can't do this alone. The world needs to be different. Being trans, particularly trans-feminine, isn't easy. Being queer isn't easy. The hate and violence and criticism and venom and passive-aggressive comments and weird representation in the media and misogyny and misgendering and binary bathrooms and sometimes ill-fitting clothing and horrible healthcare options and always wondering if you're being treated a particular way because you're trans, it all adds up. It may not be the only reason my queer siblings are leaving this world, but I'm guessing it plays a pretty large role. So how are you helping to keep us alive? Do you know what we're up against? Do you know when a joke is transphobic and do you interrupt it? Do you call people out when they criticize or ridicule the way a trans person looks? Do you give your time or money if you have it to organizations that advocate for trans and queer folks? Do you know how to act as an ally to trans people? Do you support trans health clinics? Do you boycott spaces that exclude trans women? Do you know how to gracefully ask someone their pronouns, and do you do it regularly? Do you tell your other straight friends that they need to be better too? Because you need to. Do some research. Ask some people who aren't trans. But know a few things to help you learn. Try harder. This isn't a singular need, of course. White people, we need to help keep black and brown people alive. People with class privilege, we need to help keep poor folks alive. Able-bodied people, we need to keep disabled people alive. Masculine folks, we need to keep femmes alive. Men, you need to keep women alive. It's part of the setup of capitalism and patriarchy. This feeling that, it only, that if it only involves us, uh, this feeling that it only involves us if it's about us and it contributes to these deaths in real ways. If you are reading this, it means you know me, which means you know at least one trans person. I am a trans person, whether you choose to perceive me that way or not. I'm tired of seeing beautiful people leave. I'm tired of this world being too hard, too fucked up for the amazing trans and queer people I am surrounded by. I'm tired of the exhausted grieving, and seeing dear trans and queer friends hold themselves accountable in some ways for these losses, even though they are held hostage by the very same broken system that I'm talking about. Please, we need everyone to be accountable, including you. It's actually a matter of life and death.
everyone, welcome to another episode of the House of Pride show. Today is February 24th, live from San Francisco, the House of Pride show with Tweeka Turner and Earl Keys.
Yes, feeling love, giving love here at Mutiny Radio, House of Pride Radio Show, episode 119. This is your host, Tweeka Turner. Greetings from San Francisco. My co-host, Pearl Tees, is at rehearsal across town and cannot be here with us, but she promised to call in uh, if anyone else would like to call in and tell us what they're up to here in the Bay Area or anywhere, it's area code 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511, House of Pride Radio. Right now, I would like to play a song from our lovely local San Francisco diva, Sheena Rose. Last week, she was a guest here on House of Pride. And her song, entitled Two of Hearts, a remake of Stacey Q's classic 90s hit, Two of Hearts. What a surprise and delight that her version of the song is charting big time on Mass Pool and Starfleet. Top 10 on Mass Pool crossover top 50 dance chart this week. Congratulations, Sheena Rose. We're going to listen to one of your mixes by... Wayne Newman, entitled Silk Stockings and Champagne, Sheena Rose, Two of Hearts.
of Hearts, Sheena Rose right there. Two of Hearts, her hit, top 10 right now on Mass Pool and Starfleet. I do believe we have uh, someone calling in, and I wonder who it could be. Are you there? Hey, girl. Hey, it's my lovely co-host. Who are you? <laughs> What's going on, Tweek? Well, you know, I'm here all by myself at the driving wheel, um, but we're super excited for the um, accomplishments that you're working on currently. Can you enlightening, oh, my goodness, enlightening yeah. us? Yeah, you guys have to, all the listeners have to come and check it out. Um, Mr. X, which is produced by Peaches Price, is going to be at the Castro Theater this Saturday. There's two shows. There's one at 3 p.m. and one at 8 p.m. And it's starring Latrice Royale, um, Willem, Willem, both from RuPaul's Drag Race, and um, locals like Kylie Monono, Malay Balenciaga, and myself. What is your role? <laughs> I have two roles. You guys will have to come and see it to find out for yourselves. I'm not spoiling it, but it's great. It's hilarious. How do we and get tickets? You guys can check them out. Um, check out, get some tickets at peacheschrist.com. Um, now, there's two shows, 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. I heard 8 p.m. is almost sold out. So if you're thinking of coming to the later show, you should get tickets, like, now. Um, but there's still some seating left for the 3 p.m. show, so you guys jump on them. Awesome. And uh, do we just go to Peach's website to get those tickets? Yes, yeah, pe- peacheschrist.com. Awesome. Folks, did you hear Pearl Tees? Go get those tickets. It's starring our own co-host and these other fabulous guests. Pearl, this is fantastic, but it's not the only thing you're doing. Can you tell us what else you're up to? Uh, hold on. Actually, I can't because our car just pulled. We are all now on our way to the second rehearsal of the evening. All right. Well, tell the ladies how surprised said hello. I will. All right. Take care, Pearl. Bye. Bye, you guys. Hello, you're live on House of Pride Radio. Anybody there? (laughs) Hello, House of Pride Radio. Hold on, I'm going to put you on live, honey. Miss Christina, Ladybug Gilmore, can you hear us? Yes. Welcome to House of Pride Radio. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Girl, I'm at the driving steering wheel, driving this beast all by myself today. Pearl Tease is becoming a superstar on the stage in a Peaches Christ production. She's at rehearsal right now. Really? Yes, ma'am. Oh, well, way to go, Pearl Tease. Now, where are you? Right now, I'm in downtown Oakland at Club B&B for happy hour. Just hanging out with some uh, friends for a little while. Fabulous. What have you been up to? Oh, I've been, actually, I've been taking a little break uh, here and there. You know, I need to take it easy right now so I can get myself uh, prepared for next week, Uh, get myself ready for uh, the first week in March. Uh, I'm trying to to get everything prepared because I'm in the process of getting ready to go to... uh, uh, Sacramento um, going to an um, anniversary party for the River City Gems uh, anniversary party, which it will be Friday, no, I think Saturday, March 12th uh, at 6, I believe. Mm-hmm. Some, somewhere around there. 
but it's, it's in Sacramento. Wow, that's a commute. Yeah, so um, I'm going to be getting myself prepared. I'm going to get my ticket, bus ticket, early. So, so, right. so I won't be doing it at the, at the last minute. No, you want to be prepared, girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what's going on with your love life? Are you dating anyone? Uh, not right now, but I'm, I'm talking to someone right now long distance, as a matter of fact. Oh, that's sexy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, we've been talking since, what, about a week ago now? Ah, how did you guys meet? Person, did you meet online? Per- huh? Did you meet online? Yeah. Uh, this person lives in Los Angeles, as a matter of fact. Ah, okay. Very cool. How did you meet? On some dating site? Well, actually, uh, we met, like, on Facebook. We, I was in a uh, group. Oh, okay. And uh, she somehow she saw my profile and decided to say hello, and, and, and we've been talking ever since. I'm loving the latest photos that are coming out and appearing in social media like Facebook of you. They, they're looking real polished. Ah, uh, thank you. Yes, I complimented your cleavage, remember? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. So uh, tell us a about your next performance. Uh, how big of an event is it? What what number do you think you might do? Or, or, or are you going to leave it as a surprise? Well, you know what? I'm in the process of working on getting some new uh, new numbers you know, to perform on. And, and, and I just got word that there's going to be a RuPaul Drag Race uh, season season eight going to be starting real soon, and of course I, I'm I'm thinking some few, couple of places to perform either at the White Horse or in San Francisco at Club O or or at the Midnight Sun or wherever. So mm-hmm. when I, once I get everything situated and um, I keep everybody posted. All right, that sounds good. And or you can just come on by and sit here in the chair with us and and tell us more. Yeah, I miss uh, going over there. It's been a while. I know. It sounds quiet over there. Well, today it is a little bit quiet. I have um, a guest coming on at 7 o'clock. She's um, doing a one-woman show at Oasis. Uh, uh, You want me to tell you her name? I should let let our listening audience know that at 7 p.m. sharp, Maureen McVary is coming in. And as you may have already heard, she is mounting a one-woman show one night only Sunday, March 6th that fabulous local venue oasis and it is called love will kick your ass oh my goodness Ooh, that sounds hot right there <laughs> <laughs> the drag name is is the boss <laughs> oh okay cool cool yeah so that's so that's what's been going on with me dear just getting everything ready and get everything uh prepared and mm-hmm. when i uh get paid uh, sometime next week, I'm going to do some more shopping. I'm going to get some more pumps, some more dresses, some more everything, makeup, right. the whole nine, honey. Yes, ma'am. So it's going to be. Oh, and by the way, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to share something with you. Oh. I'm in a process right about now. I'm saving to get a car. Oh, right, because you had a car before. Yes, and, and I had to get rid of it because yeah. I had some issues with it. But uh, I'm saving up right about now mm-hmm. uh, to to uh, get a new car. By the be- either the beginning or towards the ending of the summer, I will have a car by there, honey, and I'll be back on the road. Getting around, driving for Tima. Yeah, <laughs> and you too. <laughs> Tell her I said hello. I haven't. Talk- I sure will. She's not on social anymore, so it's hard. No, she's not. 
she's been doing uh, pretty good. She, uh, I, uh, I spoke to her mom, mm-hmm. and she said um, that uh, she's uh, doing other events and stuff somewhere in uh, L.A., I think, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, very cool. Oh, wow. I want to hear about that. Tell her to call us. Yeah, I sure will. She can even call today if she wants to, if she's around. So I'm going to let you go, Christina. Um, but uh, okay. you be sure to swing on over here when you get that new car of yours. I sure will. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a pleasure hearing from my home girl, Miss Christina Ladybug Gilmore. Have a See fantastic later, evening. Bye bye. Right, you too, baby. Bye. <laughs> All righty. You're listening to House of Pride Radio. Uh, we love when we get callers calling in. Um, that's uh, for, again our phone number here is four one five 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 zero zero five one one four one five 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 zero zero five one one. So uh, this is our mini top three countdown of local queer dance music that's currently resonating on charts. So we li- heard the number one tune right now on House Pride Radio, Sheena Roses. Two of Hearts remake of Stacey Q classic coming in at a strong number two is the dynamic and legendary BB Sweetbriar with her remake of Don't You Wish Your Girlfriend Was Hot Like Me. Just called Don't You this time around. BB Sweetbriar, we're listening to the Leo Frappier radio mix. Here we go. Don't you, BB Sweetbriar, number two.
BB Sweetbriar. Don't ya? The remix from the Pussycat Dolls a few years back. Sounding good now. BB's coming in at number two on our weekly countdown here. Sheena Rose was number one with her remake of Two of Hearts. BB's coming in at number two with her remake of Don't Ya. Now, this song also scored top 10 recently on Mass Pool Dance Top 50, currently in the top 40 on Starfleet. So she's moving up as well. Congratulations, BB Sweetbriar. Folks, we have a surprise for you right now, live on the line. It's the one and only Brian Kent. Are you with us? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm um, at the steering wheel by myself today while Pearl Tease is at a rehearsal uh, for a production, a uh, um, Peaches Christ production. You may have heard of it. Absolutely. Sounds like it's going to be a fun one. Yes, it does. And uh, again, folks, go get those tickets. It's this weekend. Uh, go to Peach's website and buy your ticket. So let's switch over to your world, Brian, because you always have so much going on. <laughs> <laughs> I try to stay busy. Actually, BB filmed her um, her video for Don't You at, uh, at, at my nightclub at Heatbox. I was curious about that. I thought it looked familiar, yes. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's us. She, she did a, a full day shoot there, and it was fun to kind of watch her uh, have that happen with Leo Frappier. On keyboards. Making a yep. cameo in a music video. Coming, <laughs> coming from behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, as he does. As he does the, mag- the, the man behind the magic, I guess you could say. Yes, I, I would agree on that. Um, what about you? You're like the man behind the magic and also a man in front of the public as well. You, you're kind of burning candles on both sides. Yeah, a lot, a lot of great things going on. Um, um, I'll be presenting at the Nighty Awards, which we've been nominated for um, this upcoming Monday and doing a little performance uh, there. And um, so that's, I'm looking forward to that. And of course, the Oscars are Sunday, which I'm also excited about. And then my friend Bianca Del Rio comes into town for the premiere of season eight of RuPaul. So I'll be hanging out with, with her a little bit. And uh, I got a new, new single coming out soon, which I'm looking forward to. And getting ready for some really exciting stuff for Pride here in June. So a lot going on. A lot going on. at So the way I heard that it was three categories. One is... The Beatbox, famous venue in San Francisco, doing magnificent events. Uh, then I'm hearing you're coming out with your own music. Again, another release. Yes, which I'm looking forward to. Very excited tell, about that. Tell us a little bit about this project. Um, I'm working with um, producer DJ Wayne G again mm-hmm. um, for the for the original stuff. And um, um, I'm also going to be working with um, Chris Cox out of Los Angeles. So. Oh. Um, I'm really excited to bring some new music. It's been it's been about a year mm-hmm. since my last single, so I'm I'm really really excited about uh, getting you know into the studio and getting this done and bringing out a new music video and uh, you know the whole whole nine yards. We played yeah. your uh, your last single here on on House of Pride. It was um, I think if I recall correctly, there was a it was sort of an homage to a friend. Yeah, it was called On Every Page, which. Uh, you know, it was an homage to a friend of mine who um, we lo- I lost suddenly, and uh, it just basically the track is about you know someone being on every page of your life even though they're not physically there anymore. So uh, so yeah, that's that's what that's what that is about. 
Yes, and, and now what is this project uh, about, or what is it called? Can you give us an exclusive, or is it too early? It's a little early for, for that, but I promise when it happens, <laughs> I will definitely reach out to you. Okay, it's a deal. Come on, and we'll play it. Now that we've started a, a little countdown survey here on House of Pride, we'll, yeah. we'll support the local <laughs> artists. Um, uh, so, all right, so that's you. Now, Beatbox um, has all these uh, grand events. So how do people get tickets, or do they just show up at the door? Well, they can always go to our website, beatboxsf.com. Um, and there's all kinds of great, we have some really great international DJs coming in. We recently had Pam Ann. Um, we have Lavoie, which is not even announced yet, but Lavoie is going to be performing um, in, in March. And we're working on a whole bunch of other really exciting acts coming to San Francisco. So there's going to be a lot of fun, different um, types of events happening at, um, at Beatbox. Um, you know, uh, this year specifically, so, and, and yes. along with Pride as well. So we're really excited about doing some kind of new and different things as well. I wanted to go, I believe Tony Moran was there a couple months back. Yes, I, Tony. I missed that one. How did it go? Great. Tony's always great. Everybody always loves what he does, and uh, we're always really excited to have him there. Yeah, he he's a superstar in the business, as far as yes, I'm concerned. Um so, uh, what what was oh Pride? So tell us, give us a little example of what this year looks like. Yes, folks, another Pride. You know, they start early here in San Francisco. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, there's some great stuff going on at Beatbox um, that that we're still um, confirming everything up. But we, I'm also personally working on another huge project um, that will be announced in the next couple of weeks um, as to what's going on here during Pride, so I'm really excited to be kind of venturing into uh, kind of kind of a different type of thing beyond um, beyond just a club for, for this year. So um, you're going to be hearing basically, it sounds like, a lot of upcoming uh, exciting announcements and news over the next couple of months from me, so I will promise to keep you posted. Yes, always keep us updated. That's fabulous. And folks listening to us, you can always stay updated yourself by checking in uh, at Beatbox's website, which again is it just beatbox.com? It's beatboxsf.com, and then my website is briankentmusic.com. Fabulous. Um, thank you so much for, you know, I know you're busy um, uh, devoting a little time to update us here at House of Pride Radio. We love having you on. Well, I love coming on, so thank you so much for, for, uh, for taking the call and inviting me to come on. All right. Next time we want to see you here in person debuting that new single of yours. I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, honey. Have a good have evening. Have a great night. Bye-bye. I'll see you too. Bye-bye. That, this is fabulous when people call again. It's 415 If you have anything to say pertaining to your world, we want, to, we want you to share it with us on House of Pride Radio. I think another call is coming in. Let's see who's calling. Good evening, House Pride Radio. Who's calling? Hey, Tweeka, it's Woo Woo. Hey, Woo Woo. How are you? <laughs> it's Woo. Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm clamped. Hold on a second. <clears throat> <laughs> woo Woo. I didn't know my call would have that reaction. <laughs> I know. I know. Give me a second. <laughs> Let me catch my breath. Woo Woo Monroe, ladies and gentlemen, live on the air, House Broad Radio, via the 1978 telephone. It's Woo Woo Monroe. Girl, it's been a while. <laughs> it has been way too long. 
that's because you've been super busy doing fabulous I stuff. Busy girl. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your world. <laughs> my my my, ho- my humdrum world. My humdrum world. Actually, I'm I'm kind of laying low right now because I'm waiting to hear back from a little uh, TV show that I uh, auditioned for called America's Got Talent. Oh, I saw that on Soul Show. How did that go? Yes, it was. It, I had a call back down in LA, and I really, really uh, thought it was going to go a little different than it did. We were plan. They planned. They were planning on doing some filming that we never got to because we just ran out of time. But um, so I mean, the prospects are good, but I'm not going to hold my breath. You never know yeah. what the objectives of the producers are. The, the key no, thing and, is, and, yeah, never to take it and, personally is the know, key talking thing. Talking to some other people that are have been involved in reality shows, they said, you know, <laughs> the producers are not your friends. <laughs> they are trying to put on a good TV show, but they aren't your friends. So, well, they have just their own interests, you know. They, it's they have a vision, and if they can fit the people around, you know, into it, then it, they will. But if not, right. it's just don't take it personally. It's not. It's just. It's just what they need to do to to get that brand the way they want it. It has nothing to do. Right. right. We're just players in their world. Yep, <laughs> we are. We are. But how so, super exciting that you got a piece of it. You don't know, and it may may end up being something. It might. We will. We will. We will I will certainly let you know if something comes of it. So that's for sure. Oh, um, yes, definitely let us know. And now I yeah. knew you had extra talent hidden, tucked away under there, when I <laughs> <laughs> when I heard you sing live at um at Balançoise Femme. I'm like, who is she singing live or is she lip syncing? Because it's really hard to tell. She sounds pitch perfect. <laughs> I do have a, I pretty have a pretty good singing voice. I was I delightfully sing, surprised. I don't sing live often enough. It's a little harder to 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 get a live number up and running than it is a lip sync number. But yeah, I I sing live pretty well. Yes, I was impressed. I, I mean, I say keep developing that. That that could be a whole nother, you know, cabaret thing. Right, right. But tell us well, what else you've been up to. Speaking of cabarets, mm-hmm. I have a great, I have my annual fundraiser coming up this weekend oh. on Saturday night down in here in San Jose at Renegades Bar. It's called Cancer is a Drag. Cancer is a Drag. It sure is. Cancer is a Drag. And um, it's, it's an annual show I've been putting on for the last um, three years. And um, this will be our, our, fifth, our fifth show, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, you know, in the last four Cancers of Drag shows, we've raised a total over $10,000. So I'm hoping to keep just keep that money growing. Honey, congratulations. Uh, fund research and um, patient care. That's fabulous. That's, yeah. Know, and so what does the show, if people come to the show, what should they expect this Saturday? Well, this is not. This is not. It's not like my circus show, which is more campy. This is just a really good traditional drag show. I handpick all my performers for this show. Um, I have some new, some new drag queens and some some classic consummate professional drag queens from all over the Bay Area coming as well. And um, can you give it's us an just example? Be a great, a great evening of raising money for a good cause Mm -hmm. and uplifting spirits and just it's going to be a lot of fun besides yourself who who are some of the performers this saturday um well one of my 
best friends in the world uh, and famous, famous drag queen from here in the South Bay, Angel Michaels, is going to be performing. Oh, okay. And I have Zanae Maletti from Splash going to be there. Mm-hmm. I have, um, oh gosh, I have uh, Sasha Glam Devereaux from Modesto coming. Oh. Um, I have Sharon Dippity from San Francisco. I have, <laughs> the list goes on and on. <laughs> it's going to be a fabulous Titan show, Michael, ladies and gentlemen. Rock'em Sakura. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's going to be a great show. So, folks listening to us, if you want, now, um, where do people get tickets or do, do they just show up? Um, we don't have any advanced ticket sales. Um, the, it's a $10 uh, donation at the door. Um, and it's going to be at Renegades Bar here in San Jose, San Jose. The show's going to start at 9 o'clock on Saturday night. Um, so you want to get there early uh, to get a good spot. And um, it's going to be a fun night. It's going to be a really fun night. It sounds like a super show, and it's for a fabulous fundraising cause, um, as you mentioned, um, uh, Cancer's a Drag. All the money that we raised that night is going to be corporately matched. Um, uh, So, you know... Every every dollar that we raise at the show itself is going to be is going to be dollar for dollar matched by uh, one of the local large computer corporations with a fruit for their symbol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, you know you never. No matter what the how you know sad or or how much drama, you always find humor in this situation. Right. You, yeah. That's what you're good at. You're you're such a comedian, oh. a, a physical no, comedian, really. <laughs> as well not as a really. as well as a classic beauty. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't say classic beauty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a unique, um, a unique beauty, an acquired taste. <laughs> oh, okay, an acquired taste. Yes, that, that's a little more accurate. <laughs> um, you really are moving mountains, girl. Glitter, glitter well, top mountains. I also, have a, I also have a new show over in Oakland. Did I tell you about that? No. I think I heard about I it. Is that the White Horse? It's at the White Horse. Um, and it's actually this coming Sunday night. Is it every... Also at 9 p.m. Oh, fabulous. Every Sunday, the White then? Horse, and it's called Squeeze Tease. Oh. Woo-woo Squeeze Tease. And it's, um, it's kind of a campy, sexy show. Um kind of think of drag meets burlesque okay yeah i'm gonna come over and check it out one of these sundays concept show for me and i'm i'm having a lot of fun putting it on and uh if anybody wants to come out and see a really good sexy drag show come out and see you know funny sexy i'm not i'm not that sexy but i have other performers that are pretty sexy (laughs) what what time does it start again it starts at nine o'clock also at the at the white horse Oh, girl, I wish I had a car. I would swing over there because uh, after Balance Swarm. Come on over. Pearl Tease is actually going to be in my show this Sunday. How's she getting over there? Is she taking Bart? <laughs> I'm going to come pick her up. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, I'm going to hit you up for a ride. Then you can book me sometime. Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but that shows the fourth Sunday of every month. So. The f- oh, okay. Yeah. Pearl. And then, of course, I have my circus show the second Saturday of every month. So she, you're just you're Park. becoming a full time drag performer. Oh, I wish I had time to do it full time. Well, <laughs> you know, Carney has made the move. Carney Asada, shout out to Carney Asada. I know, I love Carney. Yes. Is she there? No, she's not. Um, oh. 
Of these queens are really, exactly. really busy this week. You know, there's a lot going yeah. on, uh, and with you too. My, she was performed at my circus show uh, a couple weeks ago. How did she do? Uh, she's amazing. She's always amazing. Yeah, she is. I really like yeah. her comedic timing. It's really gotten sharp. I noticed yeah, at Balancemore. Great facial expression. Those eyes are so big. Mm-hmm. She makes Betty Davis look like <laughs> look like she's squinting. Yeah, she has huge eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And her one liner, her de- she has like deadpan one liners that are really zingers that are funny. I, I yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah. She's gotten really good at that. I complimented she, her the other day. I'm like, girl, that's like right on. Talked about talked about just starting to do stand up, and I think that that's brilliant because she's very very quick witted and very good as a as a comedic. Uh, drag queen as well so you know one of the great things about san francisco is that you can you know use it as a place to try out all of the your desires so to speak yep you yep, know exactly with, without getting too much shade or hate <laughs> a little <laughs> bit but not you know out of all the other cities i've lived in this is by far is the most supportive <laughs> yes yes so that's well, and especially for every different type of genre of drag too. Um, there's always a place for somebody, you know, no matter what genre of drag you want to pursue. Thank God. Somewhere in San Francisco <laughs> for you. Thank yeah. God, because I definitely don't fit the glamour zone type. <laughs> Girl, let's talk. <laughs> that's another topic for another time. Well, that is another topic. I know you're busy, so I'm going to let you go. But we would love to have you, you come come co-host, actually, one of these months. in next I would love to come back and sit in the chair and yak with you in person again. All right. Well, we're going to work that out. <laughs> okay. All right. Have a fantastic evening. Thanks for your time. And we're so happy to hear you're doing all these fabulous things. Folks. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. And folks, they can go, they can go to your website or your, your Facebook page to learn all about the details. Yes, woowoomonroe.com. That's easy enough. Woowoo yep. Monroe. And remember, it's W-O-O-W-O-O Monroe. Spelled like Marilyn. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you. Love you, girl. Bye-bye. Wow, our phones have just been so busy tonight, and we love that. So if you um, want to call us... Uh, Especially for our next guest who I'm going to invite in. She's patiently sitting in the green room at our lovely um, high-end radio station. (laughs) Um, It's the one and only Maureen McVeary. Come on in. Can you find the door, honey? All right. Come come on in. Let's see. Why don't you... Sit right here in this blue chair, and this is. Yes, we are already. We're just going. (laughs) You can text away while we're talking and have them call in, folks. uh, Just. Do you know how old I am? No, I did learn how to text. (laughs) I did. I did. Hi, how are you? It's very nice to meet you. Folks listening to us, just to reiterate. As I mentioned before, Maureen McVeary is opening up uh, one night only, folks. One night only Sunday. One night only. One, one night only. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words. I only know the hook. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday, March 6th at Oasis, and we all love Oasis. So yes. we're going to hear all about her. Uh, is it a one-woman show? Yes, it is a one-woman show. With the band Love Will Kick Your Ass. It's my title song. The, the gay um, interpretation of that is um, 
the boss, Diana Ross. <laughs> <laughs> the song is all about love will kick kick your ass. <laughs> um, but love will kick your ass. One night only at Oasis. Wow, that's an, taking on a, an in Denver, a big project. Yes, but I, you know I've done it before, so this is always exciting. I like I, you know I like to do it once every five years. So I have tremendous momentum going into the next performance. Fabulous. Because, tell us tell us a little bit about that history. Um, in 1993, I opened a show called Very McVary. And in a dinner theater, if you can believe it, in Marin. And I really, really enjoyed this kind of performing. So off and on throughout the last, what is that, 20-something years, every now and then I've gotten together a solo show. And I always called it Very McVary until this show. So I've changed the title because uh, so much of my life has changed. So needed a new title. So now it's Love Will Kick Your Ass, Love based on a true story. Yeah, it is a true story. <laughs> sad but true. Art stories most times sad but true. But, um, yes, you know, I, I recently became, well, this is hint, hint, but after thousands of years of marriage, I unexpectedly became a widow. Oh, so And so this is, is truly my first solo show because my husband was a tremendous fan, supporter, and, you know, you know, uh, uh, assistant in, in uh, developing things, you know. It sounds like a, a profound experience. Oof, I don't want to go through it again. <laughs> The mysterious, the mystery of the cycle of life. I, yes. Everyone struggles with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an artist, you found a way to take that energy and and bring it to us in, a, in an art form. And so here we have it on March 6th at Oasis. Yes, but I want to make sure it's not a memorial to my husband. We <laughs> threw a fabulous party. I have to say it was just wonderful. We did it pretty quickly afterwards because we had to process. But, um, you know, just something that had to be addressed. I had to be honest about it. So but, what what would folks expect from the show? Well, my uh, claim to fame is that I don't have a very serious show. So if you want to, you know, have a bunch of really sad songs, do not come to my show. Um, I like to play different characters. I have a bunch of strange songs. I actually had a request for a song I haven't sung in a long time about a crazy housewife. And I have a, it's funny, I have songs about dentists and baseball and being crazy and things like that. Not usual cabaret show. Is it a combination of cabaret and some monologue? Yeah, I would say so a little mm-hmm. bit. But, you know, songs, you know, the, the patter leads into the song, you know. I, I like that. That's a good flow. Um, I hope so. <laughs> how did you find um, Oasis? Well, the Oasis I found a million years ago because I'm a huge fan of Darcy Drollinger. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So I, gosh, I went right when it very opened right away. And I, I go pretty often. In fact, I'm going to the opening of Three's Company on Thursday in case oh, anybody's interested. Right. Three's Darcy that's so Drollinger, funny, yeah. Martin, Matthew Martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do love that club a lot. I think it's that gets a... It's got that little bit of edge that, say, Feinstein's doesn't have, with all due respect to Feinstein's. But you know what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. a little bit um, dangerous. On the fringe. And plus that stage. Oh, my God. Nice stage. Oh, and those, Very nice those seductive bathrooms with yeah. their private doors. Oh, yes. And there's even a bathroom backstage. Oh, yes. I've so seen that dressing room. that was uh, created by performers to actually have. <laughs> that has not been my history many times doing cabaret. Yeah, it's a nice dressing room and stage for for you the artists and for the public it's a great seating area it's a good the energy in that space is just very inclusive like yeah positive lots Mm -hmm. of fun Mm -hmm. yeah uh 
and the drinks are super bartenders, super drinks, super snacks. It's the whole nine yards, folks. Yes, I would agree. And no matter what night you show up, you're going to have fun. But if you show up March 6th, you're going to have a super duper fun time. You should definitely show up. March 6th. It's just, would you, is it two weeks away or three? It's uh, two weeks from yesterday, from two, uh, Sunday. It's, what is today? Wednesday? Yes. So it's about 10 days from now. Dick, yeah, because today dick, is the dick, 20, dick, 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 dick. 24th today. Yes, yes. Um, so again, folks, you need to go and get your tickets Sunday for the Sunday, March 6th show at Oasis. It starts at 7 p.m. And you can get the tickets, it says here, uh, from the website. At Oasis, yeah. Yes. Their SF Oasis. Can I say, just plug how smart the people are at Oasis. This show was planned actually last August and regrettably I was diagnosed with nodes on my vocal cords so I had to cancel. This is like this is like the worst thing that can happen to a singer but with you know change and everything and taking good care of myself thank god they've healed did not have to have an operation like Miss Adele or anything that drastic. Yes I heard there is like um, there procedures that can be done if you have Nobes. Yes, but the worst thing you do, you the worst thing you want to do is you do not want to have an operation. If you just change your lifestyle and blah 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 blah, I I is had it really that's all you need to do. Yes, rest, lot of rest. I actually oh. didn't speak for almost uh, three weeks, which was pretty amazing for me. I thought the top of my head would blow off, but uh, uh, for many years I look like a normal person, but I'm actually an arts educator, and I was in charge of this gigantic cast full of children. Uh. So I stopped that, and it's pretty amazing how much better you sing when you don't yell at children anymore <laughs> oh yeah and you know that's all you can do with children is yell at them but i was booked on february 28th a long time ago and then thank god hecklina noticed that was the oscars so i pushed push back to march 6th because they were having an oscar party on the 28th oh, you know the queens go crazy crazy in this town well one time years ago i was actually in my doing my show very mcvery the night that oj had his slow chase oh god yeah no one wanted to come see cabaret because it was nothing else was going on that that night. was nuts yes and no that's so ironic that you're doing it on march 6th and that series is going on the oh i know i know gosh that was an obsessive time for all of us yeah, sure it was boy oh boy but um love will kick your ass it's a, i think it's a message most of us can relate to yeah in all forms Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. it, and it comes in different forms. Mm-hmm. So it's a universal, an universal. And it's written by experience. a local uh, songwriter, Jim Hyden. Oh, and who? the first time I heard it sung was at a wedding, and it was exactly what uh, love is really about. You know. Mm-hmm. That picture on my, if you go to the website, you'll see my groovy picture that was taken on the roof of my house. I'm surprised I look so relaxed. Had I rolled back a little bit, it would have been a very different story tonight. Oh, the, <laughs> the PR picture is on your roof. Yes. That one right there. It's yes. sitting there. Do you? Have, I feel like you have a glass of wine like at your... Uh, like out of the, the vocal... Just a little. <laughs> Just say a little. Um, well... Why don't we have a, a little sample of what uh, you've sound like, um, an example for a, a past uh, show that you've done? Yes. Um, so um, Lawrence Hellman sent me this link. Well, I don't sing this in the show, but this is from, of course, Company. Okay. Yes, yes Company. Yeah. Uh, so it's Marine McVeary at Company here, here. Oh, wait. Is this Baltimore Blows? It is Baltimore Oh, wait. Blows. I do sing this, but that has a different title. It's not from Company. This is, uh, oddly enough, written by Howard Ashman, who wrote Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. Wow. So, and it, this is in the, current, the new this show? This is in my show, and I'm a huge baseball fan. All right, folks. This is what, one example of what you can expect. 
at, on March 6th. Written by the late great lyricist Howard Ashman. And he wrote this song about a Yankee fan. And he became famous as oh, well, gosh, now you're going to hear this again. Little Mermaid <laughs> and Beauty and the Beast and Little Shop of Horrors. But he nailed the Yankee fans with this song. I'm a Hunter College graduate, cum laude, and in English, I've won honors much too numerous to mention. My vocabulary's super, and there's no grammatic blooper that escapes my stern and scholarly attention. I have a cozy condominium that overlooks the park, so I can scrutinize the games there every day. I get ever so involved, but I'm afraid I haven't solved just how to keep myself from getting swept away. See, when they play, I start to say attractive things like Baltimore blows. Hey, Cleveland, you suck. Your dad's a freaking fairy and your mom drives a truck. Stop scratching your butt. What itches your brain? My landlord's gonna sue me and my neighbors complain. They say a lady shouldn't talk like this. I say a fella shouldn't pitch like that. I gotta get some control. I gotta stop it. Breathe deep, let these emotions pass. Hey, ump your head is up your ass and Baltimore blows. Hey, Boston, you bite. The epithets are flying. I could do this all night. You're out of your mind. Your sister's a whore. You'd really never know I wasn't raised in a sewer. Uh-huh, and that's all you get is a little teaser. Because if you want to hear the rest of the song and much more, you are going to buy tickets for March 6th, Sunday at Oasis, coming up in... Yeah. You're going to see more and more rain, don't you? Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> much more marine, McVeary. Yeah. Um, wow. So uh, we were talking a little bit about loss and how it can you know, move people. Um, it's a, a sad experience, but in the end, you're inspired. Well, I think in the end, the message of death is love, because if you if you didn't love somebody, you wouldn't be sad. And I have to say that for our loss, it was very, very tragic, it was unexpected, but we really felt just held up by all our friends. And it really helped the transition tremendously. You have to keep going forward. There's no choice. Well, I get you right. The choices are just, you know, crumple up, wither away. <laughs> yeah. But then you realize like your loved one would want you to flourish and be the best you can be. Yes, it's yes. It's like kind of like a human drive to, you know. Change, too. Uh, this is uh, He's dead, so we can talk about him. But my husband was chronically late to everything. So, cr- like, terrible. The stress was like, wah! <laughs> so after he died, I turned to my beloved children. And I said, you know what? Let's, like, make this the line in the sand. Let's not be late anymore. And all of us changed. And it's really, cause, so you can use, you know. What was your husband's name? Rick. Rick. Albert. From and, Marin County? Gosh, no. He oh. grew up in Los Angeles. We both grew up in Los Angeles, ah. so we both escaped to Northern California. Okay, yeah. We felt very strongly that we were in the right place. Mm. <laughs> we grew up, both of us, alongside the 405 freeway as it winds through Southern <coughs> California. 
when did he pass? May I? May October twenty fourteen. Oh, so not too long ago. Couple, well, not too years. long ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like my father passed two years ago. Oh. Yeah. So you know, um, it's, like it's a, a process. A it's a process. Oh, you yeah. always think. I bet you always think about your husband. And do you well, f- I was married for thirty two years. So do you, it's do you very feel at times he's lo- looking over you? Oh gosh, all the time. Yeah. There's a Jewish saying that if you talk about somebody, they're not dead. So if you just keep talking about somebody, they're always around. Yes, yeah, so I, I like those. Um, esoteric people who like pretend who kind of like feel like the person's sitting there and have a conversation with them (laughs) (laughs) i sometimes talk to them usually it's when the computer is broken and now i didn't even know there was such a job as an it person i would just be rick fix the computer Uh, well let's let's designate that mic to rick if he wants to drop by the the white chair (laughs) the mic's on for you rick Yes. You know, feel free to drop in. You know, we're all inclusive here. And can you tell us Radio. where the key to the safe deposit box is? <laughs> Where's the will? <laughs> yes. Oh God. Yes. Uh, well, I'm sure he's there in spirit for you uh, on March 6th at Oasis. Um, have you been performing a lot since his passing? Well, you know, I was in a show when he actually died, so that was uh, that was unfortunate. Was he I in had... the audience? No, gosh, no. No, I was in rehearsal for a show <laughs> when he left us. Oh. But um, so that... I had just done a show for 12 weeks. But since he died, um, I've had just so much stuff to take care of in my personal life and so but I have I just got a job for the summer I'm working in Walnut Creek and I'm doing a reading at uh, San Francisco Playhouse where I've done a bunch of shows I'm doing a reading on February 29th so I think I'm sort of coming back into my life as an actor this is one of the biggest shows you've done since he left okay yes yes so this is significant in, in the new chapters of your life. I yes. Think. Yeah. Yes, I felt it was important to sort of do this and, um, and uh, as an accomplishment for myself, as the, as the widow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I think you've found a way to combine that with the song and monologue and humor. Humor is important in coping Mm-hmm. You know, and and then relating and engaging the audience. You know, I love to laugh. So, well, I'm Irish. It's amazing. Uh, uh, okay, that explains the flaming red locks. Yes, yes, but it is. I don't understand people who don't use humor to cope because I just remember, even in our most you know critical stages of total distress, there's always something funny. There is always something funny to help you through you know, the toughest times. And that's a very black way of looking at life, but I agree with it. It sounds like your husband passed unexpectedly. Oh, yeah, horribly. Oh. Went in for a scheduled operation and just... Didn't come out. No, never, never regained Ooh, that's conscious. so scary. Yes, it was like a TV movie of the week. It was pretty terrible, That actually. is terrible. Mm-hmm. What was the operation? It's a, a valve replacement. In the heart? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Heart, her surgery. Oh, yeah. But it was pretty funny because, of course, you know, at a certain point, everything was going south, and we knew that was happening. But his brother was there, and he was so funny because there was a gigantic sign. It was a Sequoia Hospital in Redwood City, a gigantic sign in the lobby saying, the Best cardiovascular hospital in California.
California. What is that? Uh, mm. What's the thing that measures everything? Uh, Consumer Reports. Oh. And here, of course, Rick's heart was being, you know, was brand new. They just put a brand new part in, but it was his kidneys that were dying. So my brother-in-law oh, kept saying, we need the best kidney hospital. We don't need the best heart hospital. Oh, so you, that, you got blindsided by the kidney oh, failure. Oh, well, that's what happens. That's, you yeah. know, anybody, if there's anybody in the medical business, you know that it's every organ is important when you are in a... Cur- compromise situation if one doesn't get you another one's going to get you and what was it connected the heart to the like well, no it always is it always oh, okay. is it's, you know it's your heart i never think about that kind of stuff oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's your heart and they all started falling apart god this is getting so depressing <laughs> you know once tweaker starts asking questions yeah, like right. you really have to stop me because I, I'll, I'll just get in there you know <laughs> all right but uh, yeah, yes. we should focus on well i actually would like to know a little bit about about where you got started as an entertainer. Like, was this something you always wanted to do? Well, that's so funny you thought about that because this is my 35th year uh, acting. Uh, I got my first show in 1981, and if there's anybody that really is an old-timer, it was a production of Three Penny Opera on Geary Boulevard in the Goodman Building, and it starred starred Jane Dornocker, who was like my huge idol at the time. She was a fabulous singer, comedian. Did you know her? No, but I love, well, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I didn't know her, but I love the name. Yes, well, she actually went on to fame and fortune as a trafficologist and died terribly, horribly in a helicopter crash. Oh, my God. Yes, I know. I am Debbie Downer. But (laughs) for myself, I had just, I had very little experience as an actor and to, to work side by side with somebody who was so positive. She was a mother. We were both bike riders. And it just got me on the um, the road to enjoying the world of theater. I've done movies. I've been in feature films and oh, you have? commercials and TV. Oh, God, I'm on an episode of Full House. And Oh, my God, this yes, is fantastic. And, uh, I, I, I see our phone is ringing. I have no idea. Should we just take it? Can you? Oh, my gosh. Is it? Is, are you flexible? Is to it go, my ex-husband? It? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hello, is it Rick? No, they hung up. Oh, good. It's, it's, is, it was Rick. He's trying to connect with us from, but, um, from heaven. Uh, so I've done all aspects of um, performing. And this this kind of performing where you're totally in charge is, is so different from being an actor where you basically just show up, get your outfit on, and try not to walk into the furniture. But compared to film and television, there is... Uh, it's just so much more intoxicating to be live and to be in the same room as your audience. So I always, I always prefer to be that, in a that's input, your, you get live bigger performance. Bang yeah. out of that one. Yes. Yeah. I've always equated being on a film set to being in one long technical rehearsal where you basically, you, you, you have to, you're, you're beholden to the people who are making sure that it's recorded, mm-hmm. you know, rather than... That's that pesty phone ringing The again. audience. <laughs> Should I... God, I, I I'm not... Expe- I paid all my bills. Okay. I feel pretty confident. I, I, um, I think we're going to ignore it because I'm interested um, in learning, you know, I, like... In fact, somebody said I should contact Fuller House to see if I could get on... An episode in my episode. Now, do you need an agent to get on these TV shows? Oh, yes, but I have an agent. Oh, you do? J.E. So Talent. Yes. I shout out to J- JB. Shout out to J.E. Talent. J.E. Talent Very based good. in Los Angeles? No, San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nowadays, with uh, the internet, you just need your picture posted, and you're open to anybody. But I also lived in Los Angeles for a few years, and I just discovered my husband wanted to move back to the Bay Area. And when we moved back, I, I realized I... I did like it better back here, a lot better. Mm-hmm. But um, 
you know, when I was in Los Angeles, I, you know, I got the, the agents and got on a TV show and got a national commercial and all those things. But in the end, I'm glad that I came back to the Bay Area for my lifestyle. Who needs a life when you should have a lifestyle? I like the topography. I like the climate. I like how, the people. How often do you get down to Sam, L.A. to work? Uh, not too much, but I go down to see my voice teacher. You you know, down yeah. there. But no, I don't work down in L.A. You mean like on TVs and commercials yeah, they, and stuff? Yeah, they film like? that in the Bay Area? No, but I did oh. just... Every now and then, a low-budget yeah. films audition or major-budget films audition. What I'm, are I'm called fascinated by that whole world because I don't know how it works, but it, it looks fascinating. All the people in the background making it happen and stuff. Oh, and, yes. And then the talent. Oh, yeah. I love whole, being called the talent. the talent. I always feel like I should do a monologue or something. <laughs> or, you know... That could I, be the name of your a a show. Step? Yeah, the, the talent. talent. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is very strange in L.A. It's a very different thing. Whereas in San Francisco, where I became an actor... And you know, I, I got in the first movie I auditioned for, Louis Maul, um, a terrible movie called Crackers. So, um, but in here, you're allowed to be open to doing everything. But in Los Angeles, they really try to uh, narrow your focus so that you're not seen as, you know, uh, what, you do commercials? No. Yeah, what, you do episodic TV? And uh, I thought that was always very strange. I thought the point was just to, you know, get a job. Didn't matter what the job was, just get a job. Um, I would think TV shows and commercials are pretty lucrative. Is that correct? Oh yes, my late husband used to call it the world's greatest crap game because these residuals. I still get residuals all the time. I oh, love that's it awesome. when they're. I love it when they're you know like surprisingly large, like a hundred and something. But I've had checks for like seventy eight cents. <laughs> but um, it's funny. I was in a movie called True Believer with James Woods and Robert Downey Jr., who was a doll, and. Um, it's funny. Every time he went into rehab, my my residuals would go up on oh. that movie because people <laughs> wanted to watch his film biography. Oh, same okay. thing with I was in a film with Liam Neeson and Jim Carrey and. Oh, um, so these are films that people can. Deadpool, um, the Deadpool. Pay pay per view, and you get a percentage of that. Oh yes. Oh, oh that's and, awesome. and international sales and everything. Oh, I love you, that. Sometimes you get these international, um, you know, residuals that keep yeah. track. It's like wow, I'm so glad these accountants. Thank God for the union. Or or else none of this would be happening. I know because somebody has to like you know connect those. Yes, yes. The money to the art, to the talent. Yes, and and the oddly enough the um, the commercial that I made the almost the most I introduced the feature where you clicked your remote and the door of your minivan opened. I introduced what was that, that feature. Called? It was for Pontiac, and it was the first people who oh, had the sliding door. Chevrolet, excuse me. Oh, Chevrolet. Oh, so it was a busy... Oh, excuse me, does Pontiac even exist anymore? <laughs> I don't Anyways, think so. Anyways, I was a, a housewife with a bunch of uh, bags and a dog and a child, and I used my remote to open the door. And later, that was used in the film Get Shorty. Oh. So I like to think that I introduced that feature to America. You did. And I made a tremendous amount of money, which brought my own minivan. And then <laughs> I another I was in a Valvoline commercial that the checks were just rolling in. What, and what commercial? A Valvoline oil commercial. Oh, did you speak in that one? Oh gosh, no. And that's what the amazing thing. You don't have to speak. Oh. And I was I was I was a hippie. 
surprising. And they, it was an overhead shot. I hardly, a plane flew by. And they, at the very last minute, they gave me a guitar. I mean, at oh, the last so minute. Oh, that's so funny. And they handed me a guitar. And they said, now just play the guitar. And I'm like, excuse me. I look, hang down your head, Tom. Dooley. Meanwhile, it's like, we're, we're, and so it just literally just flies by. There I am playing the guitar by my, you know, my hippie wagon. Is this like 1973? No, this is like 80-something, like oh, okay. late 80s, 90s. Like visualizing, I like to teach the No, world. no, it was, yeah, it was like, but my, my beloved brother said, well, that film totally, that commercial totally proves that you are the worst guitar player in the history oh. of guitars. <laughs> Cha-ching! Do you laugh when you saw it on TV? Did you oh, my God. I, I would be on the floor, like, if, you know. Well, it's pretty amazing, but, yeah. Yeah, and um, of course, the funny thing is when you get cut from movies, which of course I've been cut from several movies, Peggy's Who Got Married, uh, what's the one, Nine Months, you still get a check. <laughs> Do they give you the cut footage so you can keep it in your reel? Oh, no. Oh, darn. No, okay. no, no, yeah, no. no. But if you look closely, you can see my bathrobe in the background of Nine Months. Do you know the local actress, Valina Brown? She and I were on the I, set I as pregnant movie. women. Oh, gosh, I you saw, did not miss anything. What, what scene were you supposed to be in in Peggy oh. Sue? Oh, I was in a scene. The entire scene was cut. It was with. Oh. It was with. Uh, it was a terrible joke. I knew it was going to be cut. Peggy Sue was played by Kathleen. T- Kathleen Turner. I remember this movie. It was and pretty then, good. Three star movie. Yes, with Nicolas Cage. Yes. And then, the the guy who played the sort of nerdy scientist who comes back rich, mm-hmm. he was the other actor, and he shall re- remain unnamed. He wasn't. But anyway, <laughs> backstory. Back uh, oh, here's another thing. Francis Coppola, though I remember, um, he I'd heard this, but he really, really like we really likes takes, loves takes, 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 takes. This was a nothing happening scene, right? So you know they say background action, and then everybody starts moving, yeah. and then and then it's usually action, right? So the AD says background action, and then the director says action. But every time for 36 takes, Coppola would go. Action. <laughs> 31. Action. <laughs> like, like, like we were going to see, like, you know, a chariot race or something. But, uh, yeah, I, and then it was cut. But, um, well, you know, at the end of the cha-ching. day, if you get a paycheck, that's yes, great. Yes, 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 yes. So, yes, so that's why I'm, I'm the three scene actress because they don't really want me in too much more than movie because then they just want to. The audience would want to go back and see what my character was doing. Oh, right. They had you're that inter- interesting. Yes, I'm very interesting. So you know, they don't want to like pay attention to yeah. James Woods. They want to go back to the secretary. Exactly. Yeah, they don't want to pay attention to Jim Carrey. They want to go back to the script supervisor. Do you have any pending projects this year that are on film or television? No. Not no, yet. No, well, no. you never know what's no, around the corner. No, no. True, true, true. Very true. But no stage. Stage yeah. at center rep. So, so let's recap what's going on with you right now. So March 6th. March 6th at the Oasis, my solo show, uh, which is a new incarnation of the various uh, shows that I've put together like this since 1993. 7 o'clock, fun place, fun show, very interesting songs you've never heard before. A couple you've heard before but for the most part, something new and different. It's Premier Cabaret at the Oasis on March 6th. Oh, and there's Combo, Bass Drums. 
Oh, and tell us about your musicians. Oh, well, I'm very lucky. Dave Dubrusky is my music director, and he's also the music director of uh, 42nd Street Moon, Theater Rhinoceros, and San Francisco Playhouse. He's an unbelievably skilled accompanist, just fabulous pianist. And then uh, Johnny Vary on bass and Victor Flaviani on drums. It's so much fun to have uh, percussion and bass. It really changes everything. Yeah. Oh, sounds, Dave's sounds is, fabulous. It's worth just coming to hear Dave Dabrowski play piano. And again, go get your tickets by simply going to the web's Oasis website. Yes, yes. Uh, and then there's probably a whole page with your show that they can just click. Yes, uh, yes, March easy 6th. Easy enough, March yes. 6th. And then also go to the Oasis C3's company. Yes, well, I'm, I mean, I it never stops. Club. I just uh, interviewed... Um, the cast of um, Star Trek. They did. Oh, I saw that. Wasn't that, was that so fun? Funny, yeah. Yes, I was. Um, I worked with Thrill Peddlers with Lee Crow. Oh yes. On some other girls from that show. Yeah. Yes, she is quite in demand. Lee Crow. Shout mm-hmm. out to Lee Crow. Yes. Um, Laurie Bushman was here. Fabulous. Um, Honey Mahogany was here. We loved her. Oh, very yes. good. Yeah. But um, Marine McVary is here with us now talking about her fabulous love will kick you in the ass and it sure will so folks i know if you go to this you'll relate to it and enjoy yourself thoroughly premiere cabaret at the oasis on march 6th 7 p.m go get your tickets you heard it here first at house pride radio marine thank you so much for thank coming you in. so much for having me it's a pleasure thank you well why don't you stay in touch with us and come by from time to time Keep I will I would love that I'll plug it it should have been you this new musical oh, okay. I'm going to be in yeah time now if folks want to learn more about you do you have a website yourself yes it's mucho mcmucho dot com that's my mm. website okay mucho mucho mcmucho M-I-C mc yes Okay. Mucho McMucho. Or if you just uh, IMDB me, I have all my... Or uh, I'm also on Google Images, variety of images of me and all the people I've ever worked with. She's out there. Just... just Stalk me. Type her name in. She needs a few more stalkers. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm <laughs> single now. I need to be stalked. Yes. I've uh, got three vicious dogs, though. You better try. Don't get too Little stalking. Little cockapoos. <laughs> they'll, they'll lick you to death. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, well, fabulous. Well, thanks for coming in again. And uh, um, like I said, once you've been in here, you, we are considered family. So come on back. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Let's have a nice, nice round of applause for, for Maureen McVeary. Yay! <laughs> Oh, Lordy. We'll be right back, folks, after this short musical break, if I can find my CD player, digital CD player. Yes. Uh, in homage to Love <laughs> Will Keep Kicking You in the Ass, here is Diana Ross, the boss. <laughs>
Yep, love will get you every time. Uh, that was fabulous interview with Maureen McVeary. Uh, now I'm going to... Bye, Mar uh, She's leaving right now in real time. I love it. I love it. Uh, leaving us. She's coming back again, though. Uh, I'm going to bring some friends next time. Uh, right now I'm going to call Marco Middlesex. It's been... It's been a minute since we've spoken to Marco, but here's some exciting news for us. So let's call him in real time. Let's see here. Uh, we're going to put it on tone and loud and 415. Hey, good. Hold on. I'm going to put you live here. Okay. Can you hear us? Hello, my darlings. Can hey. you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loudly. How you are you? You can hear me loudly. Well, that's good. <laughs> Not anything else but loud. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thank you. Uh, thank you for coming back to, well, it's only on, on, on the telephone, but thank you for coming back here to House Pride Radio. What have you been up to? Oh, well, busy working on the new album, which I'm really trying to get finished now by the end of uh, spring to get out for summer uh the new single um i there's a it's a cover track um of a kate bush song um yes kate bush is monday right? oh, it's oh good timing for us uh and it's yeah yeah um uh yeah absolutely so i have um that's being released monday along with the lyric video uh that's already done and um currently storyboarding for the actual music video um working with um eddie riskins okay. who's going to be directing it now i'm on your Mixcloud page folks want to check out markle's music uh go to markle middlesex on Mixcloud. Right. I, I also sent you the mp3 to your gmail and um I, there's also a soundcloud link that i uh, sent to you well, but it's on me. I mean, you can you can stream it from Mixcloud because it's up there. Yeah, it says here, uh, "Running up that hill." It's a remake of Kate Bush. It's the um, Ascendendrous mix. Marco Middles. Oh, the the it's the Ascendrous mix. So this is the, this is like the, the club version. All right. How many mixes do you have right now? Right now, it's just the radio edit, which is on SoundCloud, and um, with that sent you and the club version so All there's right. just those two right now um you know it's a really strong project um in fact it's come in at number three on our top three this week following oh, wow. following sheena I rose's two of hearts top three is all remakes number one sheena rose two of hearts remake of stacy q Number two, BB Sweetbriar, Don't You, remake Pussycat Dolls. And you are number three, Running Up That Hill, remake of Kate Bush. It's a really beautiful version. I'm going to play in just a minute. Um, you should follow the um, example of what Sheena has done promotion-wise. Uh, she's charting big time right now on Mass Pool and, and uh, um, even on their crossover chart. So um, we could talk right. about that more off the air, but uh, she... oh, absolutely, um, yeah, we should do that, and also uh, coming into the studio to visit. Well, come in. You know, you can come in any time. Just let me know if you want to come in in the yeah, next couple yeah, of I'm weeks. Actually, uh, I'm free. I'm free next Wednesday. So why don't we make uh, like a little uh, 
dropping next Wednesday as well. Oh, great. Will you perform live yeah. for us on our stage? We have a new stage. Oh, of course I can do that for you. Man. All right. Well, let's count on that. I'll shore it up. Did you hear that, folks? We're going to have a live <laughs> performance. <laughs> the last live Short performance was B.B. Sweetbriar doing Don't You Live. And now we're going to have Marco Middlesex singing his fabulous Running Up That Hill. Let's have a listen, shall we? Sure. Here goes.
Right here and coming in at number three. Congratulations! Are you still with us? Yes, my love. I'm still. I'm still tuned in. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for uh, spinning it. I look forward to uh, seeing you next week. And um, yeah, so uh, it's dro- it's going to be uh, dropping Monday. And there's the, the lyric video, as I said. And I'll be working with Eddie Rifkin, who's going to be directing the official music video. So. Um, much more, much more exciting things to come for sure on the album too, and I'll keep you posted on that. Are you and going to you have? Uh, are you going to have people remix it? I, I really like it. Oh, um, yeah, actually, um, I was um, speaking briefly with uh, Wayne Newman. Mm-hmm. Wayne Newman. Yeah. Is that his name? Yep. Wayne Newman. Did I get it right? Yes. Um, uh, about it, and he he really likes it. So uh, you know, it's it's. I will be getting to you know the remix part, but you know, right now I'm just concentrating on the release of you know the single, the club version, and um, working on the uh, music video. So you know, I'm remixes. You know, that will be down the line mm-hmm. with the album. Fabulous. So, yeah. Well, well this yeah, is... and I, I really appreciate all your support, by the way, Tweeka. And um, is Pearl there? No, she's not here today. She's uh, at rehearsal. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So I look forward to seeing you next Wednesday, for sure. Oh, wait. And, uh... Uh, actually, next Wednesday... Um, I'm, God, i just reminding myself. We don't have a, a show next Wednesday because uh, Muni Radio is doing a big fundraiser. Oh, okay. Uh, but the well, fo- we can, well, can we do the following Wednesday? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come the following Wednesday. That would be, um, right, that would be the 9th. So can we put yeah. you down for the 9th, honey? Totally, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, we'll talk We'll talk off air at a later date, you mm-hmm. know, before the show. This is just and, a tease uh, of folks listening to us right now. Of uh, We'll get into this, the behind-the-scenes story of what it was like working with Leal this time around on this project. I really, yeah. really like the sincerity in the vocals. Uh, Thank be- you. Because I think it's Thank a hard you. project to pull off. But um, b- yeah, um, and what a like a tapestry that you know that Leo created, and you know we both worked on you know the instrumentation. His idea were the timpanis, which just sound absolutely brilliant. I mm-hmm. mean, it was just I didn't didn't even cross my mind. I mean, you heard the, how lush the timpani sound is in it. 
Is that a is that a synth sound you're talking about? Uh, that's the that's like the big drum, the drum. Oh yes, okay. Yeah. So uh, that was Leo's idea to put the timpani oh, um, awesome. in there. Yeah. Well, let's get into that when you're here. Totally. And, and, uh, Sounds fantastic, my love. Well, listen, you have a terrific night. Thanks again uh, mm-hmm. for inviting me on, and I do appreciate all your love and support. Right back at you. All right. And uh, we love House of Pride, baby. San Francisco grown. Thanks for being a part of it, honey, and we'll see you in two weeks. Fabulous. All right, my love. Good have night. Have a good night. Bye-bye. All right, so we have had a chuck full of callers calling in uh, all throughout the show tonight, and really that's what we're all about. We're, you know, part of you, um, and we love it when you're part of us. So if any last callers wanted to come on and call us, give us a shout-out. It's 415-550-0511, 415-550-0511. We're live going out now from San Francisco, California. So if you're listening to us and want to call us from anywhere, now is the time to do it. Um, again, congratulations to our top three local LGBT and Q artists ranking in our top three survey countdown this week in San Francisco. Coming in number three, running up that hill, Marco Middlesex. Leo Fabrier production num- coming in at number two, don't you? BB Sweetbriar. And coming in at an impressive number one, Sheena Rose and her rendition of Two of Hearts. Congratulations to all our local artists. You guys deserve the best. So, speaking of BB, I actually contributed a remix to that. I'd like to share that with you. Um, my remix of Don't You um, on her delicious entire EP, which can be purchased and downloaded from iTunes, Amazon, and any distribution site. You'll find Fabulous mixes and mine entitled Tweaker Turner's Dark Beat Dub. Here goes.
2019. I'm House of Pride Radio live from San Francisco every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. And we look forward to seeing you not next Wednesday because there's a comic fundraiser here at Mutiny Radio Station, but the, the 9th of March is our next episode when Grace Towers and her ladies, her bearded ladies, come in and take over House of Pride Radio along with my co-host Pearl Tees and many others. So do tune in on March 9th. Until then, farewell, take care, and we love to love you. Bye-bye. Welcome back. There's there's more to say. I'm going to take a bit of a break. Uh, we'll be talking more about Bryn, I think, in the coming episodes. Uh, <sighs> moving along, uh, there's a, a site called uh, 972.mag, and uh, there's an article that was posted recently. This is from January 21st um, by Ido Conrad, and it says, uh, these are the anti-occupation activists jailed under gag order. Israeli authorities arrest prominent activists Ezra Navi, Guy Boutavia, and Nasser Navaja. At least one of them was barred from meeting with his attorney for days. In court, one activist says his interrogators used materials taken directly from a right-wing organization. Uh, the three anti-occupation activists in Isra- Israeli custody uh, whose identities were under gag order until Thursday are Ezra Navi, Guy Butavia, and Nasir Nawaja. The three were arrested over the past week and a half in the wake of a sting operation by Israeli right-wing group Ad Khan, which accused them of collaborating with the Palestinian security services against a Palestinian man who was allegedly trying to sell West Bank land to Israeli settlers. The sting aired on Israel, Israel's primetime investigative show, Livda. All three cases were put under a sweeping gag order, which prevented Plus 272 and the entire Israeli media from reporting their identities or any details of the investigation. Ad Khan, loosely translated to No More, arms its, mem- arms its members with hidden cameras in order to capture high-profile leftists doing or saying incriminating things. This way, Ad Khan's founders claim it can be proven once and for all that Israeli human rights groups actually care very little about human rights. Navi, a, an Israeli Jew of Iraqi descent and an activist with anti-occupation direct action group to Ayush, was caught on camera telling an undercover right-wing activist that he often receives calls from Palestinian land brokers who wish to sell property in the West Bank to Israelis, but who cannot do so on the open market because doing so is a criminal offense under Palestinian law. Navi was then secretly filmed pretending to uh, 
act as a middleman. On this, on the video, he then explains that he will report the Palestinian land broker to the Palestinian Preventative Security Force, which he says will torture and kill both the seller and middlemen. Uh, Livda showed Navi meeting with the middleman to discuss the details of the deal. Navi is later shown discussing, along with Najav, Najava, a field worker from Israeli human rights organization. Uh, B'Tselem, how to report the land broker to Palestinian security forces. Navi was arrested at Ben-Gurion Airport three days after the program aired, although there were no legal barrier for him from leaving this, the country prior to his arrest. His attorney said he was trying to leave the country because right-wing activists had threatened and even attacked him at his home following the television report. Uh, he has been in custody since the arrest and was prevented from meeting with his attorney for nearly four days. Navi was questioned on suspicion of accessory to manslaughter, conspiracy in uh, attempted murder, making contact with a foreign agent, transporting an individual in Israel without a permit, and drug use. The Jerusalem, the Jerusalem District Court on Thursday agreed to the police's request to extend Navi's remand for by three days. He is scheduled to be released on Sunday. Batavia and Navaja were arrested Tuesday night. Batavia was held for questioning and ordered released after two days. And he was being led, as he was being led into court on Thursday, he suggested that the entire case was built from the work of right-wing organization Ad Khan. The, organ the interrogators are sitting in front of me with Ad Khan forms, uh, Batavia said. In Navajia's case, on the other hand, the court declared that it had no jurisdiction, a ruling that had an appeals court held up, that had uh, that an appeals court held up. On Thursday evening, the police handed him over to the army for military trial. Unlike Israeli citizens, Palestinians in the West Bank fall under the jurisdiction of Israel's military courts. Uh, Nasir's attorney uh, Gabby Lasky told Plus 272, there is a general attack on human rights activists in order to stop the legitimacy of speaking out against occupation, adding that she hopes that Israeli authorities are not able to stop the legal activities of human rights activists through the courts. Oh, all right. Um, we'll go here with one more story and then take a break, and then hopefully we'll be back with the uh, infamous news on... Uh, Infamous, the infamous, the the folks in San Francisco who have been, uh, who, uh, this really, uh, uh, this is really, it's been a heavy episode. Um, uh, the folks in San Francisco who uh, are being investigated. So this is a, a post that a friend of mine shared in New York, and I posted it here on the the Comedy Network page here in in, uh, in the Bay Area. And as a in comedy, in, in any scene, there's a lot of there's there can be harassment. I have experienced some before I transitioned. After I transitioned, it doesn't matter. Uh, folks get harassed. It sucks. So here's something. Um, and I'll, there's a link on the Bay Area Comedians Network page. Uh, Gross things that happened to me as a woman in comedy. Anonymous. 
Uh, fill out the anonymous form about your experience with sexism, assault, or harassment. You're not alone. The collective experiences will remain anonymous and will be posted in a post-secret format with photos and quotes of text from selected experiences to illustrate the everyday microaggressions, assault, crimes, and traumas we experience as a community. You will not be named and the per... Uh, Perpetrator will not be mentioned or named in any posts. If you have been keeping this experience private and are looking for help, we encourage you to contact the proper authorities and or we can also put you in touch with resources. Uh, email info at womenincomedy.org. And, and it's just a, it's a very brief questionnaire. It asks where this happened um, and who, um, who, how are you acquainted with this person? And then there's um, what did they perpetrate or harass or say or do to you? And then also quotes or gross things that they said uh, to you via text, email, or in person that you wanted to share. And then they ask if you've told anyone about it and if that person helped you or not. And then anything else you wanted to share, and you can put in your city and your age. So um, I've known quite a few folks, in co even just uh, both in New York here in San Francisco, uh, there's there's definitely harassment. I've heard about a lot of harassment as well. So I'm glad that this is uh, it, uh, this form is, is out there to collect more information, and so folks feel less alone. And this can start being can start uh, uh, start speaking up about it. So I did want to talk a little bit about Bryn, and some folks wrote some pieces on on her as well. And I'm still. It still feels really relatively new, and I'm glad there was that other piece t to read, which kind of encapsulates how a lot of us feel. Where this is like a, a common thing. I lost a good friend of mine named Sunny uh, last year um, to suicide, and that was really heartbreaking. And I knew Sunny a little bit better than I knew Bryn, and it was just really hard. And uh, when I first met Bryn, I didn't I didn't know she was trans, and it was it was 2008, and I was just beginning my I guess decide I was beginning that it's it's difficult to find words to talk about transition because it's difficult for a lot of people and it's difficult to describe certainly and one's perspectives change over time certainly but i remember talking to her and i was going through a really tough time right at the beginning and uh she was there and she just listened and i'm so so grateful for that and uh, again there's just i find i find myself not having the words so i'm grateful that a lot of folks have shared um, that a lot of people have shared um, their their stories and memories of her, and I'm still grieving in a way. And it's interesting to I've been you know I've been telling people in person, um, but I haven't posted much online aside from sharing a few people's things. And part of that has to do with taking a break from Facebook and also just finding other ways to grieve and just to be in this world that are not necessarily through social media because at, sometimes it can be helpful, and other times I'd rather if I haven't posted for a while, I'd rather save up that information and that life experience and use that in person and talk to someone about it in person than to put it out there. And then also just with the surveillance and all that, uh, the government doesn't need to know what's going on in my life. My friends do, but I don't need to necessarily share that online. So I, I you know, welcome folks to continue to talk about things in daily life. So got, there's um, also this awesome thing that's going to be happening here. <laughs> talk about not having a segue at all. But um, there was a show at Mutiny Radio. There was a benefit for Syrian refugees um, back in in the fall. That was great. And I met someone who was part of that named uh, Zarina Zabrinsky. Z Zarina Zabrinsky. 
Zarina Zabriski. And um, Zarina is going to be hosting a conversation with Pussy Riot um, here in San Francisco on February 10th at the Warfield. And there's a postcard here. It's in conversation at Pussy Riot in conversation. That's all it says. It's at the Warfield. It's February 10th. We'll be talking more about that. Oh, maybe we'll have her on the show and she can talk about that um, uh, as that approaches. That'll be great. Um, So looking forward to going to that event and hearing about that. And perhaps that will inspire some folks here in the Bay and in the States to do some more political activism as well because I think Pussy Rides, they're, they're pretty awesome at how outspoken and brave they've been with their actions. So uh, it's about 1.22 right now. I'm going to do a little bit of an extended music break and the instrumental piece we heard before was from a band I was just introduced to called uh, L107. Instrumental, it's great. And I, sometimes I do try to have like political songs here on the show. And sometimes it's great just to have instrumental songs, certainly. Um, so I'm going to play some more from them. And um, hopefully when, by the time we're back, um, we'll have that great information about who's in trouble. Uh, some schadenfreude, certainly, coming up for me. Uh, but then also, uh, for those of us who love the city, and there's a lot of us who do, uh, folks who can be, you know, it's people being held accountable. We like that. We like that here. So here's some more from L107, and we'll be back in uh, in a little bit. <laughs> 